0: Chapter 35 of Rational Theology as Taught by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by John Andreas Witzel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 35 The Hope of Tomorrow Time is unceasing. There was a yesterday, there is a today, and there will be a tomorrow. The gospel plan encompasses all time. Tomorrow— has a great place in the internal plan. TODAY The greatest day of all time is TODAY. It is the product of all the past, and is the promise of all the future. If each TODAY was made great, the TOMORROWS will be surpassingly greater. The one way to draw out of life the keen joys of life is to think little of TOMORROW, but to live mightily TODAY. Tomorrow. Yet, surely, there will be a tomorrow. The sun sets, and we sleep, and we awaken to a new day. Forever there shall come new days. Today is our great day, but there will be another great, a greater day. What tomorrow shall be depends measurably on today. At least the beginning of tomorrow will be as the evening of today. As we spend today, so will the hope of tomorrow be. The ages do not come in leaps, but step by step do they enter into a larger life. The law of today is that joy will transfigure each coming tomorrow if our work be well done today. No man knows whether his tomorrow will be on this earth or in another existence with new duties and under a new environment. Of one thing we are sure beyond cavil that life on earth will continue into an endless future and the work will be taken up where it was laid down yesterday the resurrection the man whose life is ordered right worries little about his to-morrow full well he knows that though the body be laid in the grave it will rise up again he has the absolute assurance of the resurrection in that resurrection, the body will arise purified, possessing only its essential characteristic parts, which cannot be taken away or transferred to another body. These essential characteristic parts organized into a body will be the mortal body made immortal. The resurrection of mortal bodies on earth began with Jesus, who on the third day rose from the grave and, after his sojourn among the children of men, took his body with him into heaven. This was the first fruits of the resurrection, made possible by the atonement of the Christ. Since that time, the resurrection of man may have continued, and no doubt will continue in the future. For many spirits have laid down their earthly bodies, and all must be raised from the grave. In the resurrection, order and law will prevail, and the just deserts of men will be kept in mind. Our place in the hereafter. Into a new great world shall we enter after the journey on earth is ended. In this new world we shall continue our work of progression forever and forever under the prevailing laws. Our progress there and the laws revealed to us will depend upon our own actions and upon our willingness to abide by the laws already known to us. Our place in that life will depend on our faithfulness here whatever a man has gained on earth, will rise with him in the resurrection. All that he gained in the spirit world before he came to earth will likewise rise with him. All men will be saved, but the degree of that salvation will vary even as our varying work on earth. There will be glory upon glory, there will be different degrees of advancement, some like unto the sun, some like unto the moon, while other glories will differ even as the infinite stars of the heavens differ in the brightness. In the great plan, there is no provision for the eternal damnation of man. At the best, men will be ranged according to their stages of progression, some higher, some lower. In a universe ruled by intelligent beings filled with love for each other, there can be no thought of an endless damnation only as men, by opposition to law, destroy themselves. Endless punishment and eternal punishment, terms often used, but of little meaning to the human mind, means simply God's punishment, which is beyond our understanding. Those who refuse to accept truth, or to abide by law, will gradually take less and less part in the work of progression. They will be left behind, while their intelligent fellows, more obedient, will go on. In nature there is no standing still those who do not advance, will retrograde, become weaker, and finally wither, and be forgotten in their low estate. The Destiny of Man The intelligence called man cannot be destroyed. Eternal life is therefore the destiny of man, but eternal life is life open-eyed, ready-minded, seeking, accepting, and using all knowledge that will assist in man's progress to continue forever upward, that is eternal life and the destiny of man. End of chapter 35